Hi. Welcome to the 8th episode of Snippets. Today I Dr. Pranesh Ravi and me Dr. Richard Dhiman will be briefing you about ocular allergy. I request the listeners to kindly take the MCQ test before and after completion of the episode for self assessment by clicking the link on the show notes. We would like to thank Dr. Rama Rajagopal for helping us in this topic. Now to start what is allergy? Allergy is a chronic inflammation to what the body considers foreign. Eye is the most common site as the allergens get easily imparted on its surface. Ocular allergy is usually considered to be type 1 hypersensitivity that is an IgE response but in vernal and atopic keratoconjunctivitis you can also see a T helper cell response suggestive of a delayed hypersensitivity or a type 4 reaction now once we know what allergy is what is the common age group for allergy it commonly occurs in children ranging from 5 to 15 years in approximately 15 to 30% of the population who are suffering from allergic conjunctivitis vkc or vernal keratoconjunctivitis usually resolves before puberty it is more common in males than in females which is suggestive of the hormonal preponderance if it occurs after 20 years then it can be called as adult onset vernal keratoconjunctivitis or vkc the other entity that is the atopic keratoconjunctivitis is seen in elderly people who are the patients at risk for ocular allergy patients who have a systemic history of allergic diathesis in themselves or family members or exhibiting other allergic characters are more prone for ocular allergy what are the common ocular associations of allergy the most important association remains keratoconus the cause believed to be due to excessive eye rubbing though it is not scientifically proven so what are the types of allergic conjunctivitis there are vernal atopic seasonal perennial and giant papillary conjunctivitis seasonal and perennial are usually milder forms whereas vernal and atopic are severe GPC is usually microtrauma related. In vernal, we have the bulbar or the limbal type, palpebral, and the mixed form. As you know, vernal is also called as spring catarr. Vernal usually starts as a seasonal disorder, but later can progress to become perennial. Among the others, this episode will focus more on vernal. Now. to diagnose the ocular allergy we must be familiar with the common history symptoms and signs seen in ocular allergy history to be elicited in patients with allergy includes first of all the onset of the disease followed by duration of the symptoms laterality of the disease the nature of the discharge family history if any any environmental or occupational exposures 
any systemic association like asthma, allergic rhinitis, or eczema. Now, presentation can be with acute symptoms or chronic symptoms. So, these symptoms include ocular itching, which remains the most common symptom and the most important symptom also. Besides, the child can have tearing, burning, foreign body sensation, and photophobia. The signs include perilimbal conjunctival pigmentation, conjunctival hyperemia and ropey discharge, presence of papillae, which is a central fibrovascular pore surrounded by hyperplastic epithelium. Now the size of papillae, they correlate with the symptoms and also determine the persistence and worsening of symptoms. And if these papillae, they are greater than 1 mm in size, then they are termed as giant papillae. Coming to the signs specific to the disease entities like atopic and vernal keratoconjunctivitis, we have cobblestone papillae, which have characteristic cobblestone appearance. Then the limbal papillae, which are gelatinous and confluent. Hornetranta spots, which are white dots, which are supposed to be aggregates of eosinophils and epithelial cells, and they can be found at any meridian of the limbus. Pseudogerontoxon, which is a waxing and waning grey-white lipid deposition in the superficial stroma of the peripheral cornea. Now, there can be certain corneal changes, which includes punctate epithelial keratitis, epithelial macroerosions, shield ulcer, plaque formation, and late corneal vascularization. Now, these shield ulcers in BKC, they are usually seen superiorly in the cornea, and they are of serious concern since they can be site-threatening. In case of atopic keratoconjunctivitis, since it follows a chronic course, it leads to scarring, keratinization of the lid margin, ectropia, and lack of tumors. Having seen the signs and symptoms of ocular allergy, how do you differentiate between atopic and vernal keratoconjunctivitis? Now I shall tell you the salient features in differentiating these two. Vernal is usually seen in children at 5 to 15 years of age, but atopic is usually seen in older individuals. Atopic is mostly perennial with flare-ups, whereas vernal is usually seasonal. Atopic tends to have a longer course. In vernal, it resolves at puberty. Papillae is more pronounced at the inferior tarsal conjunctiva in atopic, but in vernal, Upper tarsal conjunctival papillae is more prominent. Atopic usually has conjunctival scarring and corneal vascularization, which is not commonly seen in vernal. Now, another question which comes to our mind is, there any role of investigating the causative agent for allergy? Now, since we know that allergy is commonly seen during dry and hot climates, so the common allergens, they are dust, mites, or pollen. Hence, usually test may not be specific because allergen specific triggering is less frequent in these conditions. Hence, in most instances, these tests they are not done. Now comes the most important part. How do you manage a case of allergy in general? 
Okay. I will enumerate the general protocol in the management of allergy which has to be followed for all cases. First, counsel the patient regarding the nature of the disease and its chronicity. Protective glasses while playing outside, cold compress for symptomatic relief and to educate the parents for continued treatment. Most important would be to counsel the patient not to rub the eye. Eye rubbing can lead or worsen the keratoconus and also make the tarsus very flimsy. Avoid the allergen, adequate lubricants, antihistamines and muscle stabilizers are mandatory. Tavo mentioned other general principles in the management of all stages of VKC. Now we'll discuss about the management of various stages of VKC in a bit detail. You know, for VKC, there are many classifications which have been proposed. But Bonini classification is widely used. So I will grade VKC and the respective management based on this classification. How do you go about treating a mild case of VKC? In mild disease, usually you can see mild symptoms with minimal secretions and hyperemia. These patients have no corneal involvement. Besides general measures, adequate lubricants and muscle stabilizers will do. Coming to moderate disease, variants being intermittent and persistent, these patients have worse symptoms than mild. Corneal involvement usually is in the form of superficial punctate epithelial keratitis and it is only occasionally seen in the persistent type of moderate disease. No HD dots can be seen. In case of significant and chronic disease with frequent flare-ups, one can start off with topical soft steroids to control the flare-up. If the response is inadequate, you can consider using topical prednisolone or betamethasone. Tapering is done based on the clinical response. In patients with need for chronic steroid use or if a patient is a steroid responder, one may need to consider adding topical immunomodulators like 0.5% cyclosporine. It is well tolerated except for the slight stinging sensation. Works best for the moderate spectrum. For severe type, we have Horner-Strantas dots, hyperemia and symptoms which are worse than moderate. Superficial punctate keratitis is always present. Now for flare-ups, it can be treated with potent steroids like prednisolone 1%. Immunomodulators like cyclosporine may need it to be taken at higher concentration like 1% or 2%. If cyclosporine is not available, tacrolimus 0.03% can also be used. Finally, we have the very severe type. Here, symptoms are debilitating. Patient finds it difficult to even do easy tasks in day-to-day -day activities. Numerous Horner-Strantas dots with corneal erosion or shield ulcer can be seen. In addition to the above measures discussed, these patients may need oral steroids and immunomodulators. Pulse IV methylprednisolone can be given in some cases prior oral for faster resolution. Coming to the procedures besides medical management in VKC. In VKC, surgical procedures are usually performed to manage the sequelae. Now we'll discuss about the appropriate management of each sequelae as follows. Firstly, we have shield ulcer. It is due to the mechanical abrasion of the cornea by the giant papillae and the action of the chemical mediators released by them. 
it is usually seen in the superior cornea and a small note regarding the grading of shield ulcer the grading of shield ulcer is also called as cameron grading where you have three grades it's quite easy to remember grade 1 is when the base of the ulcer is transparent or completely clear grade 2 is when the base is having deposits grade 3 has a plaque so more emphasis is given on the base of the ulcer because uh this deposits and debris kind of hinder the epithelial healing so for grade 1 ulcers medical management is sufficient grade 2 can be managed with debridement with or without amt grade 3 will require the removal of the plaque followed by an amt it's very important to remember in this case the associated giant papillary conjunctivitis has to be addressed simultaneously next we have giant papillae papillae which are greater than 1 mm in size are called as giant papillae cryoablation of the conjunctival papillae can be tried supratarsal steroids works well in sacs reduction topical prednisolone and oral steroids can be started for faster resolution shave excision with adjunctive mitomycin c amt or buccal mucosal graft can also be done for conjunctivalization and panis usually these are seen in chronic cases of limbal or mixed type of vkc which is primarily due to the limbal stem cell deficiency it is quite rare in occurrence and uh, the treatment for this is excision followed by amt and alloslet in case of significant corneal scarring pk and lk can be tried akc can be managed in the similar lines of vernal for keratinization of the lids which is seen in atopic keratoconjunctivitis mmg grafting or mucous membrane grafting can be done ectropion and lack of thermos are managed with appropriate lid surgeries seasonal and perennial allergic conjunctivitis are milder forms so can be managed similar to mild vkc when we have thoroughly discussed about the management of ocular allergy we must be familiar with the common side effects to be anticipated with these medications so most of the topicals which we use for allergy they don't have much side effects the immunomodulators like cyclosporin and tacrolimus they are well tolerated but in case of steroids the most daunting adverse effect would be glaucoma and cataract glaucoma can lead to optic disc damage and permanent vision loss hence the need to advise the patient not to self medicate is very important besides that periodic intraocular pressure checks must be done while patient is on steroids then cataract should be evaluated during the follow ups and in case cataract surgery is needed it should be considered in cases with moderate to severe vision loss due to steroids in a preferably quiet eye if a steroid responder he should be shifted to steroid sparing alternatives like topical immunomodulators why is there a recurrence in allergy as long as the patient is sensitive to the allergen recurrence is very common exposure to the allergen is the inciting factor so desensitization to the allergen has to happen for this to completely absolve now how can we minimize these recurrences the most important step to minimize the recurrence is to avoid the allergen and second is 
the strict adherence to medication. The flare-ups in such conditions they are usually seasonal, so pre-medication prior to incidence is important, and early consultation will also help. Okay, having known about the association between vernal and keratoconus, now a question arises: Is CXL possible in vernal? Yes, CXL can be done in patients having keratoconus in vernal. In progressive keratoconus, once the eye is reasonably quiet, CXL can be done. VKC must be well controlled prior to CXL. Epithelium healing has to be monitored closely, especially in the limbal type post-op in patients with VKC. To conclude, the number of patients with allergic conjunctivitis are on a rise. Management of the disease is very challenging, and multi-pronged approach is required. Educating the patient about good general hygiene, avoidance of allergens, cold compress, change of environment, and regular follow-ups to the ophthalmologist may improve the ocular health in patients with ocular allergy. In the end, we hope that this episode was useful at giving you a better understanding about ocular allergy. Now, to announce the winners of question of the week for the previous episode, the names are as follows: Dr. Amulya Das, Dr. Pallavi. Dr. Vishak Thomas, Dr. Lavanya, Dr. Neela, Dr. Shruti, Dr. Ganesh, Dr. Priya, and Dr. Mahavi from Shankar Netrale. Congratulations to all the winners. For this week's question, as papillae is seen in both allergic and toxic keratoconjunctivitis, what is the other major differentiating feature between these two? I repeat, papillae. is seen in both allergic and toxic keratoconjunctivitis what is the other major differentiating feature between these two kindly fill your answers by clicking on the link in the show notes and do fill the feedback form thank you for your patient listening thank you 